Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? Really well. How are you? I am really good. That's good. That's really Fantastic. good. So what have you been up to? Uh, very busy, actually, shooting lots of weddings, which has been a nice change coming out of COVID last year. Yes, yep. Travelling for a few weddings, so yes, down to yep. Fingleheads in northern New South, very northern New, New South, South Wales. Wales. Good, like light, good lighthouse, you wanted to do a bit of Astro. Amazing. We didn't get to do Astro. It was a very early in the day wedding. Yep. Uh, and then down to Newcastle for a wedding. Excellent. So just so out you, near you, the Hunter Valley. You've been getting around a little bit. I have. I have. And then two more weddings on the weekend just passed, one in on the Sunshine Coast and one in Brisbane. So yep, cool. very busy. Very busy. Have you gone for your motorbike licence yet? No, I, Friday. <laughs> I, thought it was fr- I thought it was coming Friday. up soon. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but uh, we'll see how we go. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. You'll do well. Hopefully, yes. All right. So we've talked about lots of different things on Focus. and We have. How many episodes are we up to now? Oh, uh, this one is 116. Oh, my goodness. Crazy. That's a lot of, crazy. That's a lot of, a lot of stuff we've talked about. Yeah. This one we want to talk about today is one that's debated quite often and it's one where people get can be felt pressured, I think, and I think you've got to kind of break it down a little bit and that's whether you shoot in raw or JPEG. Mm, mm. Yeah, you were actually mentioning before that there is some photographers that are required to only shoot in JPEG. Exactly. If you're a lot of, yeah. sport, lot of, lot of sports photographers, mm-hmm. have to submit JPEG straight out the camera. Like you can't manipulate the file. Like you know, Yeah, right. I mean, if you look at sporting, it's a documentary type Photo, yeah. It's photojournalism. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Even like for photojournalists, photojournalists, you can't manip- you can't really manipulate an image if you're a photojournalist. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this this is the thing. It's, it's kind of like if you're telling a story, it has to be true, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's why I think mm-hmm. people who shoot in that photojournalism have to basically, you know, the editors want they want to see the image because the last thing you want to do is is have it where the Someone spots it out, calls it out. Yeah. And yeah. they go, that's been manipulated. Like that's yeah. not that's not how it happened. Yeah, especially yeah, especially when you're talking about sporting events where, yeah. you know, there was things happened that mean winning or losing or Well, that's right, but you can change it. I mean there was a there was a, a bit of a famous photo, I think, a little while back and it was where it was two sports personalities had won a, an award mm. and, and it was a male and female. Mm. The male was actually shorter than the female in real life, but when the photo got published, that's right. Yeah, they made him taller than her. Like, which was yeah, that's not. That's yeah, not, and, and they got and they got called out badly on it. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's a clear case, and that's why some, like I said, you know, some photo editors want us want to want it straight out of camera because mm-hmm. they can see that it hasn't been manipulated mm. and, and it's exactly how it is. Mm. So it's kind of interesting, but I think this is an area where, especially new people like. Coming into photography, you mm-hmm. know, they're starting out in photography. We we didn't have to worry about this when we shot. When we started talking, we, we shot raw was our film. Like yeah, that. exactly. You know I mean, like we didn't have a choice to be able to say, oh, I'm going to shoot in this or that. Yeah. You, you just shot, got you got a negative and that was your, your image and you, yeah. worked, you worked it from there. So it's interesting today that we've got this opportunity where people can have this image which is everything – the sensor sees, and that's what a raw image basically is. It's 
every bit of information the sensor captures is mm. put into the image, and that's why raw images are so large. Mm. And people go trying to understand, well, why do we have JPEG? Mm-hmm. And a raw image, you can't print a raw image. No. Right? You, you often can't even open it on your computer. Might, if you well, don't have editing software, that's right. you won't Not, be able to view that image. That's right. It's only recently like Windows, like some of the Windows, you know, it can actually view some of the more common raw formats. Mm. It, it, it converts them and basically it converts them into a, a, preview, a, into a JPEG, basically. Yeah, right, right. So, so basically what you're seeing, and I mean, I suppose what technology worked out is that with a JPEG, a lot of the original information isn't used in a JPEG mm. and that's what people sometimes say, oh, but you're throwing away all this information. Yeah. But how we perceive stuff and how we see it, we don't – we look at a JPEG and it looks really good. We don't yeah. realise that there's actually missing information. We don't see that. Yeah. But I think the biggest challenge I see, and I see it on lots of different forums, I see it on lots of different YouTube channels – where someone basically will go, if you're not shooting raw, then you're not a real photographer. Mm. And the reality is, you know, when people are starting out, people have to find their feet on what they're comfortable in doing. And, yep. and some people, and, and you shoot raw because mm. you do wedding photography. Yeah. And it's a personal choice. A lot of wedding photographers actually shoot JPEG nowadays because the technology has advanced to such a point where if they are bang on technology, technically yes and, that, and that's work. and that's the point i'm going to make if you yeah. get your exposures correct in camera mm-hmm. if you expose it correctly mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the jpeg exactly you have your highlights you have your lowlights you yep. have everything in between and you have a great image that you can work with that's right so you don't have to do it i mean mm-hmm. i shoot i shoot raw and jpeg but I only ever really work with the JPEG. I have the RAW basically as a backup, mm. right? Okay. I very rarely take a RAW image into Lightroom because I hate Lightroom. I don't really use it. I use Photoshop for everything. I just bring my images in. I'll do probably one or two things. I'll do a, a bit of a crop possibly. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm going to post on Instagram, I'll do a one-by-one one crop. Mm-hmm. So I've shot it with in mind that I'll probably use it on Instagram. So when I've framed it up, I've done it so it's an easy one-by-one one crop. There's going, to yeah. be, there's going to be a part of the image that you can discard that doesn't doesn't detract. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that. And the other thing, the only other thing I do is I just shoot slightly, slightly under. Mm-hmm. So I just usually just have to just have to lift a little bit, pull the shadows, bit out the shadows. Yeah, yeah. And that's just how I like to do it because I just like trying. Yeah. I, I just like trying not let highlights blow. I'd rather have the yes. highlights correct. Yes. And the shadow's a bit dark because I yes. know I can, I've got a little bit of latitude. Even in a JPEG, you've yes. got latitude to, yeah. to pull enough back and you know how much you've got to play with. Yeah, that's very true. That's and, very and true. And it's a speed thing because I just want, I want to get in, I want to get the images out and into social media yeah. or wherever they're going without going through too many different processes. Yeah, and so, so that that's just indicative of your shooting style. And that's what you choose to do. Yeah. So I try and get as much in camera as possible as I can get correct. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm I'm loving my current setup now because I've got so much creative control with the new mirrorless camera I shoot with mm-hmm. is that I'm finding like I can get, I'm getting more bang on results. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. straight out of camera where I'm pulling in and going, I don't have to do any of this. Mm. I'll watermark it and that's it. Mm. And bang, it's gone. Yeah. And that's what and that's what I love. I mean, 
I don't have time to sit there and go over the image and spending all this time. And the same as you. I mean, you don't have time to sit there and spend minutes and minutes on every image that you showed no. because you're just never going to get through the workload. No, no. Like an example is I, I shot a wedding, at, when was it, last week, the week before. It was a 10-hour coverage. It was myself and I had another photographer that came in and helped me for two hours, which was absolutely incredible. Yep. And there's over 4,000, there's around 4,000 images for me to, to yes. sift through, yep. let alone edit. And yes. the sneak peek images for that couple have been in excess of 400. Yes. And that's just the sneak peeks. Yes. And that's because there is such a high volume to go through. Yes. It's just insane. And so if you think about opening each of those images individually and putting them through Photoshop, it's just not going to happen. No, that's right. So, I mean, and like I said, I just see, and, I, and I've been wanting to talk about this on Focus for a while, is that there is nothing wrong if you're a photographer and you're shooting in JPEG. No. Nothing, at Nothing all. wrong whatsoever. No. To the point where I said, I that's pretty much my go-to position. Even mm-hmm. though I've got a raw file there and, the, and I, I'll tell you my mindset of how, why I've got the raw. Mm-hmm. If I do muck up a good shot. It's there to help you out. I can go to the raw, mm-hmm. which I've done a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I'll go to the raw file and I can recover the shot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But my idea is. I want to try and get the shot bang on as possibly I can mm. in camera. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a very simple process of pulling that shot out, mm-hmm. minimal processing, yeah, and it's ready for printing or display or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so. whereas I work predominantly in RAW for the opposite reasons, I want yep. to be able to pull as much back as possible every single time. Yep. So it's one of the advantages for you shooting in RAW and doing something on Lightroom, I imagine, do you do some batch where you'll do um, some adjustments and just mm. apply it to a batch of photos? Color profiling, absolutely, yes. is batched. And then each image will, and I know this, this it sounds labor intensive and it is, each image will get touched, exposure, and... You'll do f- individual tweaks. Individual tweaks just so d- that they're consistent across the board. Yeah. So what, what we're talking about, just so people out there listening can understand the batch, you can... you. In programs like Lightroom, you can have select a group of photos mm-hmm. and you can apply the same adjustments mm. to a bunch of photos. Mm. So you could, you could pick 100 photos. That's right. And you could apply the same adjustment and right across mm. that 100 without having to individually go in. Mm. So that gets you close. Like if you're, I mean, a lot of people do it because they shoot in a particular style. Mm-hmm. So that'll kind of be, you know, unlike using a preset, that kind of is your preset. You've actually, yeah. you know, you've created this this particular look uh-huh. and then you can apply that across the board. Yeah. And then and, and what you're saying is but then you also go in and do some minor tweaks. That's right because some images might have uh, a really good example is one of the weddings that I did photograph was uh, it was quite harsh sunlight at the ceremony time. So ceremony I think was three in the afternoon. And yes, the sun it, was kind of mid it's still, to high still. It's still not in that gold now. Yeah. So the shadows were quite harsh. The sun was quite harsh. So to, to get those images looking the way that I wanted them to, I had to lift the shadows quite extensively in some of the images, but not all. Yes. Yeah. So therefore, instead of doing a batch across the lot for the shadow portion, it would be individually processed. Managed individually. Yeah. Color profiles could be batched because yep. I want that consistency across the coloring. But once again, it would be... A selection of images from the same light 
selection. And then if I was to move to a different spot where the light temperature was slightly different or there was more sun, they therefore have to be batched in a different process. But still keeping in mind that I want those as consistent as possible. So each image does get several touches. Yes, yep. And look, I heard someone on social media the other day talking about saying, they were going off because one of the manufacturers said, we're talking about saying, well, you can shoot in RAW and you can shoot in JPEG. Then as when you get more proficient at editing in the future, you can go back to your RAW files. And they're basically saying, oh, that's you, know, you should be using RAW from day one. You shouldn't be doing it. But, I mean, everyone has to learn. Mm-hmm. And for me, with particularly with the street photography I do, I don't want to really change too much. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I'm, I want it trying to be its honest photography, that what you're seeing. Mm. So I don't really, yeah, I kind of, like I said, I think sometimes people feel pressured yeah. to shoot in raw and then they feel pressured they've got to go in they do all these edits. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that if you can shoot and you don't have to do very much to your images and you're getting great results and the, yeah. the results you're happy with, that's fantastic. You should not feel like you have to do it another way because someone yeah. else says you should. Yeah, that's exactly right. If it's if it's giving you some kind of joy or some kind of reason to get out and take photographs, keep doing it. Like don't let anyone shame you into the settings that you use or the formats that you shoot in or yep. anything like that, which we've spoken about in the past about setting shaming. Yes, yep. And it's not right because some of the greatest photographers in the world are shooting JPEG overall because they've gotten themselves to a point where they are confident well, there's, and they're there's competent a lot of, in what they're doing. There's a lot of pro photographers that only shoot JPEG. That's exactly right and that's their chosen format. Yes. It's, so it, it works both ways. It absolutely does. But like I said, I, I just see so much of it out there that, that and it's, it causes, I think, such a dilemma for new young photographers coming in feeling that they're – Inadequate and not. Yeah, they're not. They're yeah, not, they're, which is not right. They're not, they're not doing it right. I mean, can you, yeah, the old the old adage of sometimes like these days, you know, you can get pre-made pastry, you know, the frozen pastry, but you go, mm. you turn it into, I don't know, you use that pastry, but then you make an amazing filling mm. and whatever and you bake it. And mm. people go, oh, that's cheating. You should be making your own pastry from scratch. Gosh, if I could save myself a bit of time by using pre-made puff pastry and putting whatever I want in them, hello, happy days. That's what I'm saying. So it's kind of like, you know, it's you can't say to somebody, for someone who's a purist and wants to make their own pastry from scratch, fantastic. Mm -hmm. For someone who's a purist and wants to kind of go in and get the raw file and go in there and check every aspect of it, Mm -hmm. that's fine. That And there's nothing wrong with people doing that, Mm -hmm. but... The part that I find wrong is that you shouldn't be trying to push that opinion onto someone else. Mm, mm. I think it should be totally free choice on a photographer to feel like they can shoot any way they like in mm. any format they like mm-hmm. and not be pressured to think that someone's mm. saying, oh, you, you know, you have to do it this way. Yeah. And I think it, as long as you understand the benefits of choosing a particular way of shooting, so it's you choose to shoot JPEG for the reasons that you've mentioned, so it's yep. quicker, it's easier for you, you've gotten your skill down to a point where you're comfortable with the results. You could also be making those choices based on file size. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Shooting, you know, I shoot with a 45 megapixel sensor and the raw so- the raw files are massive. Mm-hmm. They're massive, right? Mm-hmm. Even the JPEG files are massive mm-hmm. coming out of that camera. Mm-hmm. So, again, it does create a situation with storage where, yeah. you know, I've just had to add more storage space to my mm-hmm. computer because 
I basically had a lot, but then I was like, but there's a lot of files there. So I was really kind of you're always chasing your tail, yeah. trying to find enough storage. And sometimes I'm thinking, you know, that's it. Do I need – and, and I'm, I'm shooting now. I'm using um, – Canon have a C-RAW, which is a compressed RAW. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite as file size heavy as a full the full mm. um, CR3 Canon f- um, RAW file. Yeah, right. And again, so and a lot of people have been saying that works really good because it, they reckon there's no real – you're not really compromising the RAW image by using that compressed raw format okay so i mean again but like i said i just want photographers to understand that everyone's going to be a little bit different and everyone has their own Mm. i suppose approach to things and that when giving advice to people look i teach photography and i will always say to people is i'd really like you start shooting in jpeg because i don't want to put extra pressure on you Mm. i want you to be able to just take Get some pictures straight out the camera mm-hmm. that you can view on a normal computer. You mm-hmm. don't really need editing software. Mm-hmm. But if if I get you to only shoot in RAW, you have to bring them into something. You have mm-hmm. to have a, something that's going to convert those RAW files so you can actually see them on the computer. Mm-hmm. And then when and then when you do share them, guess what happens? You convert them to a JPEG. Yeah. So you don't put you don't put a RAW file up on on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's a JPEG. Yeah. That's right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, look, it's one of the, it's one of those things. Like I said, it's it's always interesting, and, and look, it doesn't matter what what you do in any field. People always have will try and give you advice. Yeah, I mean, you know, different things that you've done in life that you've tried something new, and someone will come along and say, "Oh no, Terry, you've got to do it this way <laughs> every day." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but someone showed me to do it this way. Oh yeah. no, that's not yeah. right. But I mean, it's it's again, it's like. There's so many different ways of doing some some things. There's multiple different ways of getting a result. Yes. Now the result can vary. Like I said, going back to the you know the puff pastry analogy, where yeah, yeah the, the puff pastry you you might be able to work that pastry and aerate it more if you make it from scratch and you get a more flakier pastry. But really, just you know, who cares? Mm. Like I mean, like it's not like it's still going to taste pretty good. That's right. So, and if people are happy with it, like, why try and reinvent the wheel? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. So I know, I know. This, like I said, this this subject does divide people. Like it really does, mm. because people have their own perception on what should should happen. And mm. and I'm just saying, for most people, if they want to just hedge their bets, shoot in both. But just tuck away the tuck away the raw files, mm. and then if they want to go and have a bit of experimentation and start playing with raw files down the track, they've got those raw files there, and then they mm. may ch- then someone may choose after doing it for their style of shooting and the things that they shoot, they'd prefer to have the raw file. Mm. That's fine, mm-hmm. and then other people might say, you know, I'm just really happy with with the JPEG, and I know a lot of a lot of the enthusiast or amateur photographers try and do it very simply like they're just not trying to complicate it too much mm. they want a very simple process to take the photos bring them in share them around type of thing without kind of getting too technical and some yeah. people don't want to know the technical stuff really yeah you know what i mean yeah so but i think it's yeah. it's, it's always worth like making your own mind up yeah and not and not being pressured 
one way or the other. Yeah. And like I said, I know true. you know, I know there's there's different clubs and different things that people will try and push people to shoot a particular way. And again, it's just not necessary. No, that's right. And especially if you if someone's teaching you photography and they're telling you that the only way to shoot is raw, then you know, I'd, I kind of question that. They're saying I'd be saying, well, it's not the only way to shoot. And like I said, it's it's a it's a way mm. of of definitely getting people started. Mm. And it's only like I mean, it's interesting now because some of the camera phones are offering raw formats. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're probably it's probably more needed on a phone mm. because it's harder to get a phone picture. That's right. Correct in camera, where if you're shooting on a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, a modern one. You've got a lot of creative controls to to better correct yeah. things and get it right in camera. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, so with your camera, do you set? Do you you don't capture any JPEGs at all? No, I don't. I just I just shoot raw. Yeah. And yeah. if it's done by J, like if I've, and it's happened to me once or twice where I've accidentally selected JPEG over raw, I've. I've been okay because yeah, you've been able to save it. Yeah, because of the way that I shoot, and not meaning to sound arrogant or anything, but I'm I'm comfortable with my shooting at the moment. Yes. So they're not mistakes that can't be rectified. Yep. I'm more disappointed about about the file size, yes. and that's another reason why I choose RAW is because I do prefer to have a larger file size so that I can print quite large if my clients decide that they want it an yep. enlargement or whatnot. But but in saying that, what happens is when you take a RAW file to print, so if you you'd say convert it to like a TIFF file mm. to print, mm. you, again, you're, 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 not, you're throwing away information. Mm, that's exactly right. So, my, my choice to do that is because I can have a larger file size at the yep. end when I do convert it to a JPEG. So it's not going to be that compressed image to start with. It's going to allow me to do the editing styles that I, I prefer to do. So it's like as you're saying, everybody has their own reasons for doing it. And, um, yeah, I, I just... I haven't shot JPEG in quite some time. Yep. And I know, look, if, if I'm shooting, and, and there's some really good reasons to shoot, and JPEG you can shoot in most cameras, you can shoot in different size JPEGs. Mm, you can shoot right. like a small. Basic, normal or large. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah. And people often wonder why, well, why do manufacturers put these things in the camera? Why Why do you have these options? And I'm a, I'm a big fan of stop-start video. So when I shoot stop-start video, I will shoot, typically in a small JPEG. Mm-hmm. So I'll go into the camera and set up so I'm shooting small JPEG because I'm bringing those individual frames in as a frame to layer in to make a video out of. Mm-hmm. I don't need these massive file size because mm-hmm. when I'm going to I'm going to probably output it at um, HD 1080. Mm-hmm. So I don't need a massive mm-hmm. image. I'm just wasting space. Mm-hmm. So what basically what I do is I can basically capture smaller image. So this is why camera manufacturers have these different settings in there where you can capture things. And mm. so what some people do, some people will shoot a small JPEG mm-hmm. and they'll shoot raw, but they use the small JPEG as a preview. As a preview. Yeah. That, that's what they'll quickly output to somebody mm-hmm. because you can use, you know, these days wireless file transfer from the cameras. So you're just sending off that JPEG image. You're not sending yeah. off the raw image. Yeah. Again, because it, it's it's smaller, it's mm-hmm. quicker, quicker to move. That's right. And so these days there's programs where people can have you know, you can have a right. an iPad, yeah, and people can be getting like a preview That's shot right. of what you're seeing on the back of the camera, yeah, because you're just outputting this smaller, smaller file yeah, size. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, we'd love to hear people's feedback mm. on this one. I'm sure there's mm. there's people have their 
their opinions each way. And like I said, I'm completely comfortable with people who shoot, who shoot, who just shoot raw, like yourself, because yeah. that works for you. Yeah. you. You've got your format worked out. Yeah. I'm totally happy with people who just shoot JPEG because yeah. they've, they've got that worked out for themselves. And I'm curious to find out what other people's shooting styles are because it's it's always interesting to find out how other people work. Well, exactly, and, and the rationale why people might shoot, right. shoot a particular format because it may be because, yes, they use it straight up or it's, it's for insurance mm. where, you know, basically they go, well, you know, my idea is like if I shoot, and I shoot two independent cards, so I shoot, I shoot raw to one card and I shoot JPEG to the other card. Mm-hmm. The other idea too is is that if I lost one card, if one card failed, mm-hmm. say my card shooting JPEG, well, I can just quickly convert those raws to JPEGs. Yeah. So I've got them. So there's nothing lost. Yeah. And then like you said, you've had the situation where you've accidentally shot in JPEG. Yeah. But you will still be able to deliver the images yeah, for the client. You still be able to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, we love people's feedback. Mm. So jump on and leave us a comment or you know, and you'll find us on social media. Terry's on Instagram, I'm on Instagram, all the details are in the show notes. <laughs> they are, yes. <laughs> yes. Check out check out Terry, what she's been up to in some of her shots, check out what I've been up to. And like I said, um, just love to hear people's feedback yeah, on this one. Yeah, absolutely. And don't don't if, if you're just starting out, just don't be don't be shamed by um, what you shoot. Just shoot what you're comfortable with. Yeah, absolutely. All right, All so, right we'll chat soon. See ya. See Bye. ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.